Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. He came to forgive. Colossians 2 verses 13 and 14 says, When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive together with Christ, having freely forgiven us all our sins, having cancelled out the certificate of debt consisting of legal demands against us and which were hostile to us. And this certificate he has set aside and completely removed by nailing it to the cross. The late Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. once said, he who is unable to forgive is incapable of love. If you allow me to turn that around, this is what it would say. He who is able to love is able to forgive. But seriously, embedded in love is the power to forgive. Let us talk about God, love, and forgiveness. Jesus came from heaven to earth, not to create a festive end of year holidays, nor did he come to earth to be considered a great prophet or teacher. His sole purpose in coming to earth was to redeem lost human beings back to his Father, to bring about reconciliation and restoration between a holy God and a simple, sinful human race. The human race, from the very first family, had lost relationship with God, the Creator, and every human being who has ever been born since came into this world a dead person. Hold on, let me explain. This cessation of relationship with God was called death, and that kind of death was hereditary from one generation to the next, no one excluded. In fact, God describes us all being born dead in trespasses and sins. It was dismal, dark, hopeless. God demanded a sacrifice, but not an animal sacrifice, but the life of someone who was sinless and willing to die for the redemption of human race. That person was Jesus, the Son of God, and he voluntarily came to earth for that expressed purpose. At around age 33 and a half years, he willingly entered into the painful and agonizing experience we call crucifixion. But there is something that must be made clear about that brutal and inhumane form of execution inflicted on an innocent man. There is a well-known Bible verse, John 3.16, and this is what it says. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave his one and only begotten Son, so that whoever believes and trusts in him as Savior shall not perish but have eternal life. God has this global, comprehensive, powerful love for the people of this planet that he would not, he could not allow a whole human race to be, to populate hell at the end of it all. That was Satan's plan, but God had other plans that were driven by this love. Love sent Jesus from heaven to earth. Love propelled him to the crucifixion site. Love made him yield himself to die the death of a criminal because he loved us through his own death. So what transpired at the death of Jesus? Humans were irredeemable. Humans were dead in their trespasses that they had been engaged in from the beginning of times. God found a way to redeem man, and that redemption meant that we were now going to be restored to a relationship with God the Father. But what about the sins, the many, many sins we had committed? Didn't they say that God is too holy to have sins in his space? Well, the 
debt of sin had to be forgiven. The sinner had to be forgiven. The sins had to be forgiven. Do you remember the love factor in the John 3.16 statement? God so loved us that he gave his son Jesus to be the sacrifice, to, to be the one who would die to prove his love for us and to redeem us. And in redeeming us, he forgave us. He forgave us. He forgave us. Don't forget that the mission was to redeem us. Well, in the act of crucifixion, we came into forgiveness. We came into redemption. We came into reconciliation. Ah, and we came into status. All of that came to a climax when this God who loves us so much that he sent his son to die for us, he is the very same God that made a declaration that is irrefutable, impenetrable, incomparable. God declared that we are now children of God. Yes! Let that soak in. I'm no longer a slave to sin. I'm no longer dead in my trespasses. I'm a child of God. God forgave me of all my sins. And I mean all because he loves me so much. Dr. King was onto something when he commented that he who is unable to forgive is incapable of love. Or stated otherwise, God loves us so much that he forgave us of all our sins. No kidding. Those ugly, shameful, regrettable, despicable sins you had ever done. Jesus forgave us all because he loves us so much. And he's gone back to heaven with the promise that he's coming back for all the sons and daughters of God. There is, however, one more piece of forgiveness that I want you to know about. Any child of God will tell you that it is desirable that we are always, it is desirable, but we are always committing one sin or another. Well, Jesus loves you so much that he made preparations for those moments when the child of God sins. He said in 1 John 1 verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. He knows that after we were forgiven of our sins, when he rescued us, that we would make mistakes, that we would sin. He said, don't suffer in guilt. Come and let God listen to your confession. And he promises that he will always forgive you of everything. And in addition, cleanse you, purify the stains of sins in your life and make you walk away in righteousness. That is the mighty God we serve, a forgiving God. And oh, by the way, he forgets the sins he forgave you off to. He does not remember them. So quit worrying about those sins that you have already been forgiven. Accept his forgiveness and walk so good that you will celebrate the whole package, forgiveness and all. 